Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, should the Titans trade Derrick Henry? I'll give you my answer. And if not, who should they look at trading for more draft picks? Not only that, but it looks like Matt Nagy has the clear lead in the Titans offensive coordinator search. I'm going to talk about that and answer more of your questions on a Friday Night Live edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it! You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, we got a lot to dive into on today's show. Should the Titans trade Derrick Henry? If not, who should they trade for more picks? We got a lot to break down before we get into it. Do want to let you know that today's Friday Night Live edition of the Locked On Titans podcast is presented by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Locked on NFL. Also, thank you guys for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen every day. Remember, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content all year round on all platforms and always free. You're not going to beat that anywhere else. So make sure that you subscribe, get subscribed, stay subscribed either way and stay locked in to the Locked on Titans podcast. But I'm diving into your questions. On today's show, it is a mailbag episode, so I got a lot of questions to get through. We're going to get right on it. I see you guys diving into the chat. I'm going to save about the last 10 minutes or so to answer all the questions in the chat, but feel free to throw some in as we go. We are going to start with a question from my guy, Curtis Akers, and he says, what are the chances that the Titans trade Derrick Henry to pick up some high round picks? I want to see Henry in two-tone blue but I realize he is a great player and could fetch a decent return from the right team. Curtis, I'm going to keep it simple here. I don't think he could fetch a decent return. Derrick Henry is an older running back with a ton of mileage with a high-priced contract. The Titans would be lucky to get anything more than a a third-round pick for Derrick Henry. And if all you're going to get in return for Derrick Henry is a third or a fourth-round pick, it's truly not worth trading him. It's just not. He, He... is going to be more valuable to the team as himself, as a player in the offense, than he is as a mid-round draft pick. So for me, knowing that, I would not trade Derrick Henry. It's not even on the table for me right now, considering what a realistic return would be. But I like this follow-up question here from Albie. Albie says, I know there are more pressing needs and few draft picks, but would you be against the Titans taking running back in the second round? like Gibbs or uh, Charbonnet. I remember many fans dumbfounded by drafting Henry with DeMarco Murray already here playing well. There are 15 running backs I love and hope we grab one. Albie, I agree 100% about the need for running back. Look, Derrick Henry, fantastic player, but are the Titans going to be able to have Derrick Henry for three or four more years? No. And we know that while Derrick Henry improved as a pass catcher this year, that is not his his best asset. And on third downs and in passing situations, 
They take Derrick Henry off the field because he's not a good pass protector. And although he was better in catching the ball this year, it's still not a real strength for him. He's good on screens and little swing passes that are designed when he has room and blockers. But he's not a guy who's going to go run a Texas route out of the backfield and beat a linebacker over the middle. That's not what Derrick Henry does. So, honestly, I would not be upset if the Titans went offensive line in the first round and then followed that up with Jameer Gibbs in the second round. Gibbs is like an Alvin Kamara type of player. And I think it would be wise for the Titans to invest in a really good running back that can not only be a compliment to Derrick Henry right now, but can also take some carries off Derrick Henry's plate, which will help prolong his career even more. And a guy with the capability of taking over for Derrick Henry after he leaves the Tennessee Titans, which honestly could be after next year if you look at the contract situation. So for me, I think it's pretty simple that if the Titans do take a guy like Jameer Gibbs in the second round out of Alabama, I would absolutely love that. I think it would be fantastic. And with all the depth, at wide receiver and interior offensive line this year, I think it would be wise to maybe prioritize a running back in that second round and then get your wide receiver in the third round, get an interior offensive lineman in the mid rounds. I I don't think that's the favorite in terms of what will happen, but I don't think it's outrageous either. Moving on to a question from my guy, Caleb Dyson. And shout out to you, Caleb. Been Been a great listener for a long time. But Caleb says this, if you are the GM, who is your choice for quarterback this year within the options that you've discussed as possibilities? Free agent quarterback, draft, in-house. Well, Caleb, I've told you all along that I think my preferred option would be to release or trade Ryan Tannehill. I'd prefer to trade, of course, to get back some draft capital and then ride with Malik Willis or Josh Dobbs because that would set the Titans up to get Drake May or Caleb Williams in the draft. Now, realistically speaking, I don't think that Mike Vrabel or Rand Carthon are going to want to do that. With Amy Adams-Strunk putting the emphasis on wanting to be a competitive team year in and year out, I don't think that's what she wants. So they're not going to go against what she wants. So to me, out of the realistic options, I would like the Titans to cut or trade Ryan Tannehill and sign Tom Brady to a cheap one-year deal. That way, if I could choose any route, that would be the route we would go. So if I had my way, I would go with Malik or Dobbs to try to get a great draft pick next year for the quarterback class. What I think realistically could be possible is to get Tom Brady. What I think actually happens is Ryan Tannehill is the quarterback in 2023. But a great follow-up to that question is a question from my guy, Gannon Conley, who says, if we stick with Tannehill, which is, I think, what happens, and win too many games to get Williams or May next year, what would be your plan for QB 2024? And listen, Gannon, I'm going to cheat a little bit here. But to me, look at what the Texans did with Deshaun Watson. Look at what the Chiefs did with Patrick Mahomes. I think that it would be more expensive to go up and get the quarterback if you win more games like you're proposing. But to me, I don't care what it costs at that point. You spend this year retooling the roster, and then you do whatever you have to do next year to get up and get your quarterback of the future, no matter what it costs. Do you think that the Texans, or maybe the Texans are a bad example because Deshaun Watson's whole situation, that's obviously an outlier and a weird thing, but do you think the Chiefs are mad that they gave up a ton of first-round picks to go up and get Mahomes? 
I don't. So to me, no matter what happens, if they love one of those quarterbacks in 2024, which I think they will, you give up whatever you got to give to go up and get your guy. And honestly, I don't think the Titans roster is as bad as maybe some other people do. So I, I don't think they're that far away from a couple of moves really helping the roster and being in a position to trade multiple first-round picks to go up and get your quarterback of the future. Next question comes from Johnny the Russ. Johnny says, after watching about 30 minutes of tape, tape dog right there, Johnny, I've went from not wanting Anthony Richardson uh, near the Titans to thinking he's the best all-around QB prospect in the draft. Would you like to see AR-15 in two-tone blue? Also, do you think it's really uh, realistic? We've seen that Carthon likes him. Well, number one, I do think it's realistic. But to me, Anthony Richardson is basically a better version of Malik Willis. And Carthon recently talking to Chris Long on his podcast said the two things that he values most in quarterback evaluation is anticipatory throws and accuracy. And while Anthony Richardson has like Josh Allen, Carson Wentz potential because of all of his traits and skills, it's just not the type of quarterback that I want the Titans to go after. And when you you basically took the Dollar General version of Richardson and Malik Willis last year and we saw how that went, I'm just out on that. Get the left tackle, get the wide receiver, get a position player to make the roster better. I don't think the Titans want to be a team with a project quarterback again. I, I If the Titans draft a quarterback high in the draft, I want them to play right away and to be good enough to play right away. But with that in mind, we're going to move forward. I'm going to continue answering your guys' questions on a Friday Night Live mailbag edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Before we get into a discussion about who the Titans could trade to get more picks, do want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. It's crucial time for your small business, and you want to make sure that you're not wasting any time whatsoever and you're as efficient as possible. And if you want to be efficient in your hiring process, LinkedIn Jobs is the place for you. They can help you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open job with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post, company and their 875 million member profiles to put the most qualified candidates right in front of you. You can easily rate those applicants based on job qualifications all on one platform. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn dot com slash locked on NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Titans fans, let's continue tonight's Friday Night Live edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Answer some questions about Derrick Henry, running back, quarterback in the draft, all that. But we're going to move forward here, and we have a great question from Adventure Warriors. And they ask here, basically about trade candidates for the Titans that maybe we haven't discussed. Adventure Warriors says, what are some trade candidates on our team? 
We wasted picks on Ugo Amadi and Dennis Daly. So there has to be someone on our team that we can trade for more picks. We don't have a lot of money for free agency. So I believe if we can draft well, let's do it. And I understand your logic there. Obviously, the number one trade candidate is Ryan Tannehill. Not only would it save the Titans money, but they'd probably get the best return from Ryan Tannehill, probably a second round pick. And there's going to be a market for Ryan Tannehill's services with the amount of teams that are looking to upgrade and get a veteran quarterback. I'm thinking about a team like the Washington Commanders, the New York Jets, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All those teams could make sense. And there are more teams that you could throw into that mix. But for me, to go kind of off the general consensus, I think if the Titans traded somebody, it could be Christian Fulton. So Fulton is a year away from needing a contract. Fulton has played very well, but has been up and down with his health. And Fulton may not match what Rancarthon wants going forward. Also, I think there are a lot of good cornerbacks in this draft. Someone else is, is going to ask a question here in a moment, I do believe, that is about basically... If the top three offensive linemen are on the board and you had to go defense, what would you do? And my answer is, I like the cornerbacks high in this draft, whether it be Christian Gonzalez, whether it be Witherspoon. Oh, I love me some Witherspoon from Illinois. I think there are some really, really good cornerbacks in this draft. And if all the offensive linemen are off the board, I would actually go with a cornerback. And if they get in a situation where they take Witherspoon, or they take Christian Gonzalez, something like that, then why not trade Christian Fulton for a second-round pick, a high second-round pick? He's got a year left until you got to pay him, and he may not match what the Titans want to do on defense going forward. So um, answering your question as best I can, the Titans don't have a lot of trade candidates uh, right now that make sense. But for me, I think Christian Fulton could make some sense as a trade for the Titans to get back some picks, especially if the first round falls in a particular way. So that would be my answer there. Next question comes from Dylan Elam. And uh, Dylan says this. He says, where are you, Dylan? Where, here we go. Throwing a curveball. Okay, I, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was so bad at baseball. All I could do was steal bases. Literally, I was just fast. I can't hit. I can't catch. Not my thing. Baseball, not my game. Uh, throwing a curveball. What's your favorite football memory, Titans, college, high school, peewee, whatever. Well, okay. Um, that to me is pretty easy. Uh, I went on a trip to Nashville with three of my best friends, including my brother. And we went to the game where the last time the Titans beat the Bengals. Two of my friends were Bengals fans. Me and my brother are Titans fans for our whole lives. And DeMarco Murray had a walk-off touchdown where he ducked underneath two different Bengals and stuck the ball out and scored a touchdown and won the game. I was taking a video on my phone, and I almost passed out because I was so hyped from the win. It was absolutely fantastic. So um, I'd have to go with that, Dylan. For me personally, though, uh, when I played in high school, I had like 120 yards rushing and a touchdown against my sister's high school. My my parents were split when I was a kid, and my mom and my sister went to a different high school that was in the same division 
as my high school. So when I played against that team, I absolutely went nuts. I duked out a couple linebackers on some reverses. I had a couple of sweeps down the sideline. I'm not a huge guy, but I'm pretty, uh, I guess, wide and strong for how short I am. I had a couple nasty stiff arms. I went for 120 yards and a touchdown. Uh, my mom was in the stands. My dad was watching. Uh, personally, for me, that's probably like my favorite football memory. Uh, if you want to go back to Pee Wee, when I was in my last year of Pee Wee, I absolutely depleted a guy blocking on kickoff return. And it was right after Ray Lewis had pulled a move like that in a game. And Ray Lewis was like one of my favorite players growing up because I played linebacker. So I would have to go with, with those three Titans memory, uh, best football memory, and then a Pee Wee football memory that, that I'll always love. I got the game ball for the hit. Um, and the guy returned the kick. His name was Andrew Harrison. So shout out to you, Andrew, for returning that kick and making my block look even better. But uh, moving forward here, uh, Dylan also had a question about the Titans' playoff window and whether or not I think the playoff window is closed. And actually, I have that wrong. It's uh, Ivan. Ivan has the question about the playoff window. No wonder I messed up my notes there. But Ivan says, how long do you think the Titans' playoff window is open other teams in the division are on the rise and it's going to get increasingly uh, more challenging. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much, Ivan. Here's what I would tell you. The Titans Super Bowl window is closed. The Titans aren't going to have a chance to win a Super Bowl until they get a new quarterback and a young quarterback and kind of change the roster. I think that may take a year or two. But the playoff window is still open because the division is so bad. It may be on the rise, but I think with a couple of uh, hits this offseason and free agency in the draft, the Titans will win the division again next year. And I'm going to pick them to win the division again next year unless they truly do try to tank with Dobbs and Malik Willis. Uh, Tyler Rose had a question. He said, I've heard negative things on Matt Nagy as a head coach. And a few Bears fans have told me we need to stay away from him as a play caller. But it seems like he's the consensus OC choice for Titans fans. Should I be excited or concerned if he gets the job? Well, if we're fair, Tyler, it's going to be a little bit of both. Um, you're concerned because at times he was too committed to the pass. Um, he had basic route schemes at times in Chicago. So that is a little bit worrisome, but at the same time, he is a guy, he was the guy who pounded the table for Patrick Mahomes in Kansas city. He has been a very good offensive coordinator. And if you recall, he did lead a Mitch Trubisky led offense to 12 and four. And if not for a terrible kick wins a playoff game. So I think there's good and bad to be excited and concerned about. But overall, we're not asking Matt Nagy to be the head coach. So I think you are you should be more excited than concerned, in my opinion. Next, my guy Dom has a question. Dom Odell says, with everything that needs to be fixed, do you honestly see all the holes being filled in one offseason, even though Amy Adams-Strunk still thinks they're in win-now mode? And this goes back to what I was saying before. I just don't think the Titans roster is quite as bad as a lot of you guys do. I don't. Okay, I think the Titans are one really, really good offseason away from having a really good roster. And that's why it goes all into my plan. The Titans are one offseason away from being back to having a pretty good roster. And then you add in that young rookie quarterback that you sell the farm for in 2024, Williams or May. And I think you're in a great position moving forward. I really do. So that's, that's how I would see it. I think that they can solve the issues. And I think the injuries... And a couple of key positions being really bad have led the Titans fan base to think that the roster is worse than it actually is. Okay? So I don't think the roster is terrible. So I think that Amy Adams-Shrunk isn't wrong for wanting to compete right away. Um, 
do want to do one more question before I move on to some of your guys' questions in the chat. I'm trying to be fair here, answer some of the mailbag questions on Twitter, get to some of you guys on the chat too. But this one comes from Matthew McMurray. He says, uh, if the top two tackles are gone, I'll just say the top three offensive linemen are gone, which player would you be, would you, uh, would have, oh man, I can't read. If the top three offensive linemen are gone, which player would have to be there on the defensive side of the ball to pull the trigger? For me, it's Joey Porter Jr. I'm biased, living near State College, but the kid is just scratching the surface. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm with you there. Uh, I don't think it's crazy that if the top offensive linemen are gone that you go defense. Again, like I said, I like Joey Porter Jr., but for me, Christian Gonzalez from Oregon and then Witherspoon from Illinois, Witherspoon being my top cornerback in this draft. That's what I would be going for. Look, with all of the weapons in the NFL, you need high-level cornerback play. So even if they don't trade Christian Fulton, like I talked about earlier, getting another cornerback to slide Roger McCreary into the slot where I think is better for him, I would not be opposed to going defense in the right situation if the board fell the right way. So with that in mind, we are going to move forward. I got a couple more questions that I need to answer from Twitter, one more specifically about the podcast and everything. But chat, get your questions in right now. I'm going to start answering your guys' questions in just a moment. Before we get into it, though, do want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by the official sports book partner of the Locked On Network, and that is FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here, and I'm really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, and it's FanDuel. If you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. And right now, new customers who join today can get a free $150 bet allowance guaranteed. All you got to do is place your first bet of $5. So just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all your favorite bet types from money line to point spread to player props. You can combine your bets for a single game parlay that gives you a bigger payout. This weekend's games are here. The Bengals somehow are underdogs again. Last I checked on FanDuel, they were plus one and a half. Slam that line. The Bengals are winning that game. They're a better team. And the app is safe, secure, super easy. So don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Titans fans, we are going to cap off this Friday Night Live mailbag edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. I got a few rapid-fire questions to get through that came from Twitter. Then I'm getting into your guys' questions in the chat. Before we do, I want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. As for your second listen, check out the Locked On NFL podcast. You get all your Titans news here with me Monday through Friday for free. Get all your national NFL news Monday through Friday for free with Locked On NFL. Also want to remind you guys, next week is the off-season roadmap. I'm going to talk cut candidates. I'm going to talk re-sign, in-house free agents. I'm going to talk draft. I'm going to talk free agency. I mean, we got a lot to discuss next week as I kind of break down 
my quick preview of every step of the process. But getting through some of these rapid-fire questions, tighten up on Twitter said, who is one free agent that you think we absolutely need to sign this offseason? For me, it would be, and I know a lot of people don't like this, but Alan Lazard. The wide receiver, I think he'd be a perfect fit for what the Titans want. I think he could be had at a pretty affordable rate. Uh, Bake said, outside of drafting O-line or wide receiver early, what are your thoughts on the next most important position of need? For me, it's either cornerback or edge rusher. So that would be my choice there. Uh, Alvaro Venezuela says, who do you see us picking um, in the second round? What kind of wide receivers would be available then? I've talked about some of the wide receivers that I like in the second round. Uh, Josh Downs, Jalen Hyatt. Um, I mean, uh, Zay Flowers, Cedric Tillman, Kashawn Butte, uh, Jonathan Mingo. I think all those guys would make a ton of sense for the Titans. Uh, also, Super Wilbur says, how realistic would it be to get Jalen Ramsey to the Titans if he were to take a pay cut? I answered you on Twitter as well, but I'm just going to say this. If you're Jalen Ramsey, why in the world would you, one, take a pay cut when your NFL career is short compared to most careers? You're still at the top of your game. I don't think the dude wants to come play for Tennessee so bad that he'd take a pay cut. So to me, it's just not realistic, even if Jalen Ramsey is still a very good player. Uh, last Twitter question here before I get into the chat questions comes from Teddy Vegas. Teddy says, since uh, I've been listening, I can tell that you're getting better every year. It's actually weird how much better you got, uh, uh, how much, it's actually weird how much you get right. Well, thank you, Teddy. I appreciate that. I, I try to get better and try to understand things more. Not everything, but a lot. Okay, you didn't have to say that, but true. I don't get everything right. Uh, thank you for everything you do. Don't listen to the clowns. It's hard. I like the clowns too. But my question is, ha um, is what have you learned about podcasting and creating content and then he says, what's next for the Locked on Titans podcast that you would like to add? So to your first question, uh, I've learned so much about the technical aspect of podcasting. You guys in the chat, you guys on Twitter, all you guys care about is my opinions on football. What do I think about the Titans, blah, blah, blah. But when I sit up at night and think about how to be better at the show, I think about how to promote the show better on Facebook, on Twitter. Should I start an Instagram account? Do I need to get on TikTok? Uh, should I start a Locked on Titans Snapchat? How can I promote the show better? My thumbnails that you guys see, the picture that's on my video, how can I make those better to draw people in more? All the technical aspects, SEO, talking about tags and my uh, descriptions, how I write out the descriptions for the show. Those are all craft things that I think about more than I think about my opinions on football. I care about being great and my bosses who monitor all that stuff. I want them to be happy with the job I do, not just because I have good opinions on football or get my football opinions right, but that I check the boxes. I properly advertise. I properly tease. I properly do all these things that are part of the craft of doing a show like this. So when I lay at night and uh, lay up at night and think about how to make the show better, I don't think about my football opinions. I think about the craft of podcasting. So those are the things that I want to get better at and something that I want to add to the podcast, more visual elements, especially with the YouTube channel doing just going nuts right now, quite frankly. And thank you to all you guys. But uh, the, I want to add more visual elements. I want to add more pictures. I want to add more spliced in video like I did with Rand Carthon's press conference. Uh, I want to 
Also, I, I can't show you guys right now, but my desk has wheels on it. And I want to put a whiteboard on one of my walls so that I can talk to you guys like I'm doing right now. And then I can rotate my desk to see the whiteboard and I can do some whiteboard drawings for some more uh, in-depth X's and O's analysis. So those are all things that I'm working on, things I'm contemplating. I have a regular job too. I, I have a, a, a girlfriend, a dog, a, a family. I mean, I got a lot going on. So maybe I, you know, some of that stuff slows me down. But those are all things I want to add to the show soon. So I appreciate that question, Teddy. Thank you very much for even caring about all this stuff. But now it's time in the chat. I'm going to start answering some of your guys' questions in the chat. So throw your questions in. I'll make sure to get to them right now. Uh, seeing something from Ty Kane. He says, Witherspoon or Gonzalez, I would be happy. Along with an extra second, we would get O-line always don't have to be taken in the first round. I get that, but I think a lot of the best offensive linemen in the league, uh, a good majority, it's all about playing the percentages, uh, are taken in the first round. And yeah, if they were to trade Christian Fulton and could pick up an extra second-round pick while taking a top cornerback in the first round, then you could use both second-round picks on the offensive line. I don't think that would be crazy. Um, should we trade down Finley? Uh, I think only if the top three offensive linemen are off the board should you trade down. I, I think the, the Titans have gotten themselves in trouble in recent years with Caleb Farley, with Isaiah Wilson. They've gotten in trouble because they pick in the low 20s or the late 20s. And there just aren't normally 32 first-round talents in the draft. So you could trade down, but I would only want it to be like maybe to 15 or 16. Go any further than that, and you're going to miss out on a first-round talent. I don't think it's worth it. Uh, what would be the ideal trade package for the first-round pick? I think realistic, I mean, ideal would be, you know, just 11 for number one, but that's not going to happen. So to me, number 11, next year's first-round pick, 2024, a third-round pick this year and a second-round pick next year. I think that would get it done, but I don't think that the Titans are going to do that, and I don't think they should do that. Also, um, running offense like the Eagles. Uh, Gerald, I'm for that, and that's why my number one offense coordinator candidate is Brian Johnson, the quarterback coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, C-Dub, yeah, that'd be dope to do a whiteboard with X's and O's. Yeah, I, that's something that I have planned. Uh I'm kind of leaning. I have some posters over there. Uh, Drake, uh, Albert Einstein. I call it my creative wall. Um, guys who just inspire me creatively who are not sports figures. But I may have to take those guys down and throw the whiteboard up there. It's something that I'm thinking about for sure. Um, Fulton County is going nowhere. All right, maybe so. But I don't know if the Titans are going to give him a contract after this year, especially if he can't stay healthy. Another question from Ty. He says, I think we should trade Bayer. Whoa! Whoa, 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 no, no, Ty, no, we're not trading Kevin Byard. I won't even, uh, no, no. Tyler, do you think Rand and Mike may be waiting for San Francisco to finish their run to consider an OC? I don't think you're wrong about that idea, but it's not San Francisco. To me, it's Kansas City. They've already requested interviews with Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator there, and with Matt Nagy, who's the quarterback coach. So I think it's Kansas City that they're waiting on, not San Francisco. Um, Wex says, is Simmons getting paid this year? Yes. Rand Carthon, I encourage all you guys to check out the interview that Rand Carthon did with Chris Long. Um, it was insightful. 
Uh, I might talk about it next week, honestly, some of the things that he had to say. But in that, he talked about meeting Jeffrey Simmons, and he talked about just how impressive Jeffrey Simmons is. So I think Rand Carthon knows better. Anybody telling you the Titans should trade Jeffrey Simmons, don't listen to them anymore, okay? He is a building block. You don't trade A.J. Brown. You don't trade Jeffrey Simmons. Those are building blocks for your entire team, okay? So, yeah, Simmons is going to get paid, and hopefully it is the Titans. Broderick Jones at 16 or 18. Yeah, see, that's the only trade-down option that that I would consider is if the top two offensive linemen were off the board and the Titans wanted to trade down to get in better position for Broderick Jones. Anton Harrison, more of a second-round option for me. What y'all said about trading Derek, if that happens, well, I said they shouldn't trade Derek Henry, so maybe you're talking about other people in the chat who think that should happen. Um, definitely need footage of you at running back, Ty. Okay, listen. I'm not going to act like I was great or anything like that. I was just fast, man. That's it, and and tough. Like, I was just fast and tough. And, hey, in football, sometimes that'll do, but I don't come on here and act like I was some great football player or something like that. Uh, I'm a coach's son. I've always been more of a coach than a player. Uh, it's just the truth. Um, I wouldn't mind drafting a right tackle and left guard first two rounds and wide receiver third. No, I agree with you. I would love to see, let's say, I think more left tackle than right tackle because NPF is much better on the right side than he is the left side, so I don't want to move uh, a right tackle there. But if they were to get Paris Johnson at number 11 and then get Andrew Voorhees from uh, or John Michael Schmitz as an interior offensive lineman in round two and then follow that with a wide receiver like Jonathan Mingo in round three, we're cooking. We're cooking. Um, moving forward, Tyler, if you were ran, what would you do with the quarterback position? I've said this. I'm trading Tannehill, trying to get a second or third round pick, and I'm riding with Malik or Dobbs so that we can get in the best position to get Caleb Williams or Drake May next year. Uh, absolutely, Jacob. Call me, Ran. I'm ready. All right? Jameer Gibbs, no. Me. I'm ready. <laughs> all jokes. All jokes. Uh, will we extend David Long if we extend Simmons? Yeah, I think both of them get an extension this all season. I think David Long's injuries are going to make him, um, I guess, more likely to uh, to be re-signed. He's going to have a better value. Do you think the Titans can find a great offensive tackle in the later rounds? Maybe, but you're playing with fire with how much the Titans need offensive line improvements. Uh, somebody says Mingo the Dingo. Yeah, Jonathan Mingo. And shout out to Teron Davenport. He put out a video the other day. Uh, first I'd seen of Jonathan Mingo. And yeah. Um, I'm all about Jonathan Mingo. I think he could be a great fit. And then uh, Titan Anderson, my guy, out there enjoying the beautiful weather. I want to tell you guys, I'm wearing my hat and my long sleeve shirt. And you guys know I love my hair. All right? I love my hair. I got the best hair in the game. All right? But it's freaking cold down in my basement right now. It's like 27 degrees and snowing in Ohio. So uh, what's up with you, Titan Anderson? But I'm still mad at you for posting that beautiful video out in California. Uh, Tyer Tart is a free agent. We need to resign and keep him. Yes, but he's a restricted free agent. So the Titans may be in a position that if somebody does take him away, the Titans may get some draft picks in return. Uh, C-Dub says, not going to lie. I can tell you have coaching, scouting in your genes. It's refreshing to, uh, it's a refreshing take to watch uh, your Titans content. Uh, such a different take from other Titans channels. Yeah. Uh, my dad was the president of my peewee organization my whole life. My dad raised me. I always tell people, football is my religion. Uh, 
I didn't go to church growing up. I'm not a very religious guy. Some of you guys, that upset you. Don't force your religion on me. Uh, I'm doing just fine. But every Sunday from sunup to sundown, I was at the football field. Every night while people were at Wednesday mass and this is that, I'm watching football highlights or scouting other peewee football teams with my dad. So I've been scouting and thinking about, you know, things like a coach for my whole life, even if it's at a lower level. I'm not trying to act like I'm Rand Carthon out here, blah, blah, blah. We're talking about peewee football, middle school football, uh, select football, blah, blah, blah. But either way, my brain has been conditioned uh, to kind of think in those ways. But uh, either way, appreciate all you guys as all. Who's, my bosses are knocking at my front door, ready to kill me for going so long. But I just love interacting with you guys. Love answering your mailbag questions. Uh, yeah, Titans Anderson, uh, just enjoying the show, bro. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Enjoy yours as well. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. I'm going to be back with you guys on Sunday night on YouTube. Monday morning commute for you podcast folks. Next week, all season roadmap. We're going to start with in-house uh, candidates, cut candidates drafting. I'm going to do a mock draft in the middle of the week. We're going to talk about free agency, training camp, all kinds of stuff. The off-season roadmap lies ahead. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowan, and this was Locked on Titans.